I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win. I didn't come on the show to make friends. Of um, American, specifically white American nostalgia and sentimentality during the years of Jim Crow, and it fucked me up, guys. It really fucked me up, and it was beautiful. Who was in it? Two unknown young actors. Well, I was I was thinking about taking an Ambien tonight, but I don't think it's going to be necessary no. after that. Oh wow! <laughs> welcome, good evening, guys. Good evening, and welcome to Back to Reality, a reality TV time machine. I don't have any wine. Hold on. My name's Alex Allwine. I'm Alex Allwine. Okay, she's Alex Allwine. I'm Jordan Skinner, and we are joined by a very special guest today. Uh, one of my oldest friends, someone I've known since I was maybe, what, four, five? Right about there, yeah. What's your name, dude? Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Michael Watson. I am the uh, assistant PR director for the Israeli Defense Forces, focused on uh, international brand expansion and emerging markets. So uh, any professional questions you have, just let me know. I didn't know that great you work. knew e- Doing great work. That you knew each other from, like, being very we. Like, I thought... That you were newer friends. We went to, did you go to Family of Christ? No, I never okay. went to any of those crazy churches. I was a Lutheran. Right. For well, God no, Family sake. of Christ, what, family <laughs> of Christ well was a Lutheran a church. Oh, wait, really? It was no. a, but it was a preschool. It's I went on, to, like, it's on uh, like. Uh, oh, no, I went to that as a as in preschool. I yeah. went to preschool there. But I don't yeah, think yeah, we yeah. went there together. I actually we, went to daycare there. It was okay. pre-preschool. We went to, we I went went to, to elementary, middle, and high school together. Jesus. Yeah, and then when I moved to New York, Mike was going to college in D.C. and was like, hey, man, I'm visiting a friend in New York. I'm staying in his apartment. What are you up to? And I'm like, oh, I just like, you know, I had just moved in. I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is my address. If you're going to be in Harlem, come hang out. And he's like, no fucking way. I'm two blocks away from you at my other friend's apartment. Wow. And that that is how I met every single friend I have in New York. That's so sweet. Yeah. Ain't it just... Ain't it oh just? my goodness! So tell us about what we were watching today, Mike. So uh, today we were watching uh, what will be the subject of today's episode, um, mm-hmm. a show um, <laughs> that I think uh, uh, that he knows. Like he's pretending to know the format of the show, and he's <laughs> obviously never listened to it. Uh, I I think that the best, the most apt description for the show is it's it's. It's primarily a science show. It's about science. It's about science, yes. Uh, you know, much like um, The Cosmos or, uh, you know, or the shows the done Cosmos. by, by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Roseanne. Uh, it's about this science. This show is about science. Uh, but, but astrophysics? No. This is about bar science. Yeah. Uh, and no one knows bar science better than bar and nightclub legend John Taffer, one of the six uh, first inaugural inductees in the bar and nightclub hall of fame. Wow. Uh, that's right. We're talking about bar rescue. So why spike TVs bar rescue? Spike TV. Yeah. <laughs> Finally so when, a channel for men. When did you, oh, fuck. <laughs> when did you start watching this or why did you start watching this? What caught your eye? What were you like? Oh, I definitely got to check this out. Well, the first good sign was that it's a spike TV show. And, um, and Alex, I, I, I know you're not, maybe you won't get this, but you know, some things are just, you know, they're for men and spike TV, <laughs> it's television for men and I'm a man. Uh, and so I, 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 I watched like a fucking hawk new shows on, on spike TV. <laughs> so intense. Uh, 
And uh, no, in reality, I, I just uh, found Bar Rescue on, I don't know, one of the streaming services. Pornhub. Uh, but yeah. Uh, oh, man. Can you imagine? There are some really good gay parodies. John Taffron Brazzers. I can't just imagine like, the Pornhub version of this, but I do also just think that they have this uh, advertisement for bar rescue like above your I, like it's like the instead of instead of like sliding the pint glass into the pane of glass it's a giant dildo that yeah. breaks the glass and it's like butt rescue i want to say that thus far we've only done one other mini sewed but the common theme has been porn yeah, yeah. well you know i i would <laughs> i would imagine and uh-huh. and this is this is this is just hypothetical I think Not that John Taffer's fetish is probably small penis humiliation. You know, that whole th- powerful men, they love to be just mm-hmm. sort of like mm-hmm. disrobed in their sexual life. Just like stepping so, on penises and high heels. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And like, you There's know, a way to Mia, do that safely. Mia Mastroianni in her fucking poodle skirt just being like, your gherkin is never going to make just, me happy. Look at something uh, like that. Look at that. that look at that tiny Another. little dick. You think you're worthy of fucking me? No, I'm not worthy. I have a tiny little dick. Ah, my dick is so small. Well, I, now I know I had to change the levels because when you change, when you make the levels to normal Mike voice, it's fine. But when you make the levels to John Mike Ta- as John Maybe Taffer, move back a little. no, 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 don't <laughs> no, move back. No, no, don't you're move good. back. But I got you. That's great because we have we need that sort of like Gilbert Gottfried type of <laughs> setting. My Gilbert Gottfried and my John They're Taffer similar. are exactly the same. <laughs> They're about as similar as your my Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby and, Don and, Don and your Don Knotts. For yeah. years, I would do Bill Cosby and Don knots and in reality they don't sound very similar but no. my impressions do uh what's your don knots impression <laughs> andy <laughs> what in the sam hill's going on here okay they took the christmas tree andy and that's a pretty good don <laughs> i decided that to be able to just help my family that i would just start selling crack what the? That sounds <laughs> much more like Jimmy Stewart than I think you're re- <laughs> like, realizing. It's like, oh, oh my god. Well, okay. I mean, like to get into the episode, let's do it. So, All right, we did rescue. something. First off, we we, we did something that we didn't. We, we, we have never done before. We're doing season three, episode one, instead of season one, episode one, because we don't fucking care no more. And it's called. And Mike said it was a better episode. Yeah, so turtle. On its back. And so we're in New Orleans. Nolens. Nolens. You have to say it right. New Orleans. On world famous Bourbon Street. Yes. And there is this bar there called Turtle Bay, which seems like it's a bar that we went to when we went to the place. Yeah, there is a Turtle Bay in Midtown Manhattan. That is a horrible bar. If you, uh, I've made if, so many life mistakes If there. you enjoy in Turtle Bay, if you are one of our <laughs> 60 New York listeners... <laughs> Uh, and by 60 New York listeners, I mean 60 listeners yeah. <laughs> who l- enjoys drinking at Turtle Bay. Stop. Anyways, um, so it's island themed and it's right across the street from another place that is exactly the same. Tropical and Isle. There we go. The owner, Brad... Um, seems genuinely confused as to why it's not working out and how he and got himself in, in like this Bob's Burger, Jimmy Pesto situation. Yeah. Like doesn't understand it. Um, copyright issues because after he w- left slash, you know, was relieved slash was let go slash was fired and kicked his ass out onto the street. He went and made it a bar 
300 feet away that was almost exactly the same, selling the same signature drinks. So in Nolens, mm-hmm. it is one of the four cities in the country where you are allowed to consume alcohol outside. I'm so, still curious about what the other three are. The other three? Yeah. Um, Texas, A&M, only that campus. And <laughs> I, uh, UC Isla Vista. Um, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico and Guam. Believe it or not, Provo, Utah. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say Ogden, but <laughs> but it's actually a dry county, so oh, it's the opposite of that. Um, so the big thing for all these bars on Bourbon Street is having like a advertisement piece in the form of a signature drink with something a giant you can cup take with you. It's a really euphemistic you way of saying to have an extremely tacky drink that you can have with your friends. Who as are offensive as possible, as Nintendo characters <laughs> walking down the street. I don't know if you guys noticed, just like during the stress test. I and didn't. We'll, we'll get to that concept later. But there were just these two dudes in the bar Natural. dressed like Mario and Luigi, going, "We need service. We need oh, service." Oh yeah, and then there was a girl with them that was like dressed as a cat, and then there was a mummy. But you know what? We'll come back to this. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, let's introduce. <laughs> Who's the owner? So Brad is the owner. He's on the bank of the bank, the brink of bankruptcy. He's put in half a million dollars into this uh, business, question mark. And then there is <laughs> his partner, Steve Smith, fake name, whose marriage is falling apart and who is kind of the manager, like he runs the floor, ostensibly speaking. Later on, we find that's not true. Now we have John Taffer. John oh, the Taffer. man. The, the man. man. Please the introduce. The legend. Who is this man? John Taffer is a um, self-built bar and nightclub legend with over 35 years of experience in the biz. And his uh, expertise is in the art of bar management. No, the science of bar management. Yeah, yeah. He's got the numbers. He's got your labor costs. He's got your beverage cost. He's got the amount of space necessary to make maximum socialization in the bar. Real thing he mentions in one episode, like flow. Uh, there's like it's about flow. In one episode, he uh, he sets up the tables in the bar mm-hmm. in such a way where he says, if there's a certain distance from the tables, it maximizes socialization between parties and makes them stay for thirty percent longer. It's uh, it's a really we and okay. you know the funny thing is is that John Taffer himself yeah. is the person doing this research. Yes, he is a bar scientist. Uh, he also likes to tell, which I didn't get in this episode, but he likes to tell you the square footage of the bar, their monthly income, and then divide it on like they did do this they did do this feet, they yeah. did but no, then but they i didn't stopped. mention revenue per square no, revenue, no, no, no. revenue okay. per square yeah. foot is usually what they do and they'll usually go which is 45 percent below the industry standard i'm gonna be real with you when they started throwing up numbers foot. i started shutting my eyes you do you do a real good um the guy who is the announcer they're on gonna every bust up the show. books and open their ass cheeks okay and let john taffer mm. So See what's going on. So, uh, Sorry. So we're, on, <laughs> so we're on Bourbon Street, and they have this weird Irish punk rock in the background. Are you guys sad no to sense. not see Tom Waits in this episode at all? I'm never not sad to see Tom Waits. Um, 
So Tom Waits should host the show. <laughs> Tom oh Waits, bar rescue. No Tom one would know. Waits. Who knows what he looks like? I, but John Taffer posts up. You, your bar is a real drag. He posts up like he has a recon. Drag. I can't even. I can't even. Sorry, we're letting you recon go. Recon mission. He is across the street in a different bar that they don't name because why promote? Um, it's John Taffer, Ricky Gomez, a bartender, and in parentheses in my notes, I wrote <laughs> "ug." And then there is He's Ron. also the youngest winner of the Diageo Brand Ambassador Award. Which you could just have made up. I don't know. Pro- it probably was made up just for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ron Duprat, who is a chef from Haiti, and they gave him subtitles when he was speaking English. This is what he sounds like, honestly. Completely understandable English. Like, perfectly. Like, more than when John Taffer was screaming. John Taffer sounds like... And and what's his name? Don Ron. Yeah, Ron. Yeah, Ron. Ron's like you guys have to make the gumbo. The gumbo yeah. will be very good if you follow my recipe. Okay, that was a little droop. That was a little more like droopy. I you liked it. Uh, Jordan, still. maybe just don't attempt the Haitian accent. I think that's probably. I wasn't attempting a Haitian accent. No, I was I just mean, attempting I mean, he a. Would say, a droopy. He would. He would say like something. It would be like you know. Uh, gumbo is the biggest dish in New Orleans, and that would get subtitles because of his Haitian accent. Whereas when John Taffer goes, you fucking think you can run this bar when it's so dirty and full of bacteria? That does not get subtitled. You're, nobody's you're... listening anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's because his feelings transcend it was language. Mike. offensive oh, and annoying. His facial expressions <laughs> say far, far more than his words. Truly. We're moving at a snail's pace here. Um, <laughs> next up. we have, so they're over there. They're in that little, they're I don't, a duck blind or whatever it's called. And, oh, their bar. <laughs> and they have Billy and Natalie from a previous bar rescue episode pretending to be a couple. Are they fucking? And yes. there are hidden cameras throughout the bar. And they're like, go into Turtle Bay, see what the customer service is like, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so they go in and let me tell you, the turtle is bad. The gumbo's in a plastic bag, and they microwave it, and then the turtle, the signature drink, is... A complete ripoff of the grenade from Tropical Isle. Right. It might be worthy of mentioning uh, that if uh, if you've never seen the show before, the format is exactly like uh, Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen. Not Hell's Kitchen. Uh, no, Kitchen Nightmares. Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. the exact yeah, same Yes, so the thing. basic format is profile... Uh, re- recon mm-hmm. followed by stress test. Yeah, followed by revamp. Yeah, followed by reopen. There's right. like five basic stages. We are in the stage of John Taffer diagnosing the bar. He says that they have no identity, that they're ripping off of other people, which they are, and that they are not actually trying to distinguish themselves amongst the many, many, many other restaurants on Bourbon Street. So he sits down. Uh, Brad and Steve Smith, and he's like, here's what it is. Here's yeah. what I do. Let me tell you what's up. And he said that they don't have any integrity. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. And that he's a little bitch, and he's unethical, and he's a thief. Um, <laughs> and then also, well, that's all he says to Brad. And Brad yeah, sort of Brad actually in gets a off. cognitive dissonant sort of like fugue state. Brad gets off pretty easy on this one. Well, just because he's so dumb he's like teflon there's nothing that's actually gonna stick with him but then they turn to steve well john turns to steve and is like hey this is your fault steve 
whose marriage is crumbling, 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 does not take kindly to this. Um, and he kind of like, you know, doesn't like being called a failure. Whatever, fights it. Yeah, fights it real hard. Fights but you it know hard. That this is gonna be the sweetest. The when we finally get him to like take control and be a manager, he's like he's like a gummy bear with a used heroin needle stuck in it. You know what I mean? It's like not even a little. It's like uh, he's so cute and he's so soft and he's so sweet, but like deep down he's like fucked up, dude. Okay, so Steve is the one at fault. Um. And then we have four days to turn this around. We got John Taffer addressing the staff in full. Lexi, one of the bartenders. Oh, poor Lexi. She looks like Shakira's character in the animated movie Zootopia. Look it up. It's an antelope. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And um, Uh, stay tuned for the next podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll Uh, definitely put that up. Zootopia. Oh, yes. Let's do a Zootopia mini. So good. Maxi sode. Yes, we'll watch a whole movie. That'll be amazing. Um, we used to have an intern who, like, the only thing that she would talk about was Zootopia. We get it. You have an intern. We like, get it, Mike. You have person. an intern. Blah, blah, blah. You're not working. Oh, yeah. Well, I was I was working for the UN. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at me. You guys are missing the... You guys are burying the lead here. She would exclusively talk about Zootopia. It's a great movie. Fine. Now, back to... What was her name? Lexi. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we also learned during this like group therapy session is yeah. that Steve didn't train any of them bitches. Like nuns <laughs> yeah. of them. Yeah. They're like, how do you make this cocktail? Just kind of like by feel. <laughs> Which is in every single episode of the show. Yeah. It's a common thing. Yeah. That's what I did as a bartender as well. So. <laughs> um, so Steve and John still going back and forth. He's not willing to accept responsibility or accountability for his actions as a shitty manager. And then they kiss. That was my favorite part is when this turned into a gay Fantasia. It's not a gay Fantasia. It's a quick, lovely, like purposeful, potent sort of like energetic kiss, but it doesn't turn into anything pornographic. Cause why would it have to, you know, it was really sweet. You guys know what's next? Stress test. Stress well, Actually, we head to the kitchen really quick. Oh, oh. shit, I missed the kitchen. Chef Fart. Jeff in the kitchen Fart, with farry. other unnamed people. And guess what? It's dirty. Yeah. Jeff got dirty. a clean overnight because they did some sort of a test where they put in... It, it was almost like what, ghost hunters where they just have like weird metered handheld devices. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Look at this for me. It was it's a reality that. TV machine. Yeah. So they yeah. swab with an with like a super glued Q-tip attached it's to a something tons- else. It's like a tonsil swab. You ever get swabbed for strep throat? It's exactly like it's the yeah. same swab as when you get. You and go, then you're like, ah, I'm gonna go to the ah, dirtiest part ah, of the kitchen. Ah. Like, look at the corner of this floor, and I'm like, oh, I bet there's a lot of bacteria. And, and there they was, go, guys. They go, was. if it's over 200, it's gonna kill someone. We don't know 200 what. We don't know the metrics Mm-mm. at all. It's not important. And they're like, it's 576. You guys are. He so- said it was five million. Oh, five million. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you and guys are just confused because you don't understand bar science. That's true. That's true. <laughs> You're right. We're not professionals. We don't claim to be professionals. But anyways, John is in the kitchen. And he's like, listen, this is bullshit. <laughs> 
And Jeff, uh, Jeff, yeah, Chef Jeff, who kind of looks like a sadder version of John Turturro, mm, um, yeah. is like, I got to take accountability. And they're like, we got to clean this tonight. And then I guess they did. Uh, because the next time that they had a bacteria swab test, they He's passed like, with What's a zero. Which goes, zero. Oh, there's no bacteria. Zero. It's actually highly hazardous because the lack of bacteria, if you're there for long enough, it'll like eat your body for not having. Yeah, this is supposed to be like yeah. a human working environment, this, right? This no doesn't, bacteria. This doesn't tell you like. This thing reads bacteria. It doesn't read parts per million of hydrochloric acid and bleach. This is Jordan. You're talking about chemistry. We're over here talking about bar science. Time to go back to school, mm-hmm. my friend. Just sit Take down. me to school. I read a textbook. All right, it's day three, and we have a stress test. Stress test. I think it's important to note at this point mm-hmm. that the narrative arc we've described is basically the plot line of every single episode. <laughs> we have John Taffer going into this bar. It's a fucking mess. He yells... The next day, they talk to the bartenders. They literally do not know shit about anything. They literally don't know what, like, a Jack and Coke has in it. That's very easy. Maraschino cherries and, like, a little gin. Exactly. Uh, Bitters. And then, so, so so they come up with a plot, and they start really motivating uh, the managers at the bar. Everyone's ready. But just as everyone becomes optimistic... It's time for the stress test. So in other episodes, is this, is this usually supposed to like elicit drama and like nobody's performing that well until they do? Or like have people no, it's just really literally, hit it the entire this time? Is a, so this is staged failure. Formats. Yes. So, okay. So what... like, so like the idea is like get like, oh, I don't know, 10 to 20 times as many people in the bar at once Than ever as the bar has yeah. in a week. Uh, just have tons of people, a completely... Like way too many people for any bar, even a functional one, yeah. to be able to operate successfully and have everyone in the bar do very badly. They do some interesting things during the stress test. Sometimes they they count the number of improperly made drinks for the bartender, which I believe they did in this episode. No, no, no. What they were doing is they were no, counting they were every drink made that took longer than thirty, 30 seconds. Thirty seconds, okay. because it's like a it's a high volume to go concept. And that's restaurant. where we get Lexi was slow and then she had like this really quick confessional and she was kind of like teary-eyed which made me really sad because she like, seemed I thought like a it nice was girl good, but this, I guess this episode was light on the crying light on There's the crying more... i believe what yeah it it's usually much more yeah and then they also had like those staged people that came in that were like quick service quick like who in the world a drunk person on bourbon street is gonna be like well i wanted quicker service sir yeah. like yeah <laughs> no yeah some producer was like Y'all want some Mardi Gras beads? Yeah. No, what do you do for I'm... some Mardi Gras beads? And they're like, we'll do anything you ask us for person. some Mardi Gras beads. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. I would love the Mardi Gras beads. Like, I'll do nothing for no son. No, no, no Mardi Gras beads. beads. Um, I got nothing to call this there. Is descending into chaos. You're yeah. going to go topless? I'm already topless. <laughs> More topless? Well, then take the band aids off your nipples. Okay, all right. Sorry. Okay. I'll right, take the band aid off on old nibble. <laughs> I said take them band aid off on nibble. What, this we is forgot a- to mention that the bar is actually run by Foghorn Leghorn. It's run by uh, <laughs> Troy from Swamp People. Oh, my God. 
So Steve, we're getting did, off track here. Steve yeah. did better today. <laughs> Steve did better because he was like running around and touching people's shoulders and be like, "You got this, all right?" Which would have infuriated me as a bartender. Yeah, but you know, apparently that's good work. Or he'll walk up to them and be, "Hey, we need to do better." And you're like, "Shut the fuck." Worst up. constructive criticism you could ever give. But now the but main now. event. We're back in the kitchen with mm. Chef Jeff and Co. And you know what? Who you know who else is there? Droopy. Our- Guys, the gumbo <laughs> is bad. The it, gumbo, I hey, it makes Ron hey, throw hey. up. My gumbo was bad. The gumbo wasn't just bad. It made a roughly three hundred and fifty pound man throw up <laughs> not once, not twice, but three Thrice. times. Yes. One of my favorite Thrice. scenes in that though is so you see from an angle him throwing up. You see absolutely no projectile, but you hear what. Sounds a little suspiciously like an overdubbed of what it sounds like somebody. I vomiting. did see some. This is what I think. In the I, I okay. feel like what yeah. they did is they took a shot of him like doing that the post vomit like spit over what you did, mm-hmm. um, and then they piped in the obviously better audio that they had of the moment, which was the audio the- from his prostate <laughs> exam. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, shut up. So John obviously catches wind of this noise. And is like, hey, Chef Jeff, never in my life have I been this angry at anyone before. Somewhat, you know, enter Tyra clip from America's Next Top Model, but we'll actually watch that one. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Um... I guess we're all just waiting for that. Um, yeah, so he's mad at Jeff. They close down the kitchen. Also, he says Brad is like a wounded puppy, and he's lost the drive after Tropical Island. Yeah, Brad's got like some major Tropical Isle PTSD going on here. Um, well, I, it, I, also, it um, part of like his problem is he doesn't like his goal with this bar is not to make money per se, but just to do better than the bar literally across the street. That's or maybe his like one... just to hang out. <laughs> yeah. You know? I wish they had interviewed the tropical island owner who bought him out. He's probably wearing way too much puka shell to like be on TV. You know what I mean? I don't think that's ever stopped anyone from being on TV. Not on Survivor, but on normal television, yes. According to John Taffer, 100% of people who wear puka shells also are interested in being interviewed on television. That I would, yeah, that's a fact. That's a bar science. (laughs) Yeah, that is bar science. Um, So what's next? I think we get the training next, Day two. No. No? Day two, there's a new concept and there's a theme that they're not going to tell us about. Oh, yeah, they keep it so vague. So vague and secret. But you know there's going to be fresh, authentic gumbo. There's going to be a drink menu with a new cocktail. There's going to be a Captain Morgan product placement. And there's going to be with, making some blue drink. We yeah, need to talk. With three quarters of a shot in it. Yes. Uh, I, I thought he said... No. 1.25 ounces. Seriously? Yes. One and a quarter oh, ounces. My God. Oh, this is okay. I misheard that. We need to talk about the elephant in the room. About like, one of the themes of the bar, uh, of bar rescue as a whole. Uh, John Taffer's strategy for a bar making money, and it's not necessarily a bad one, is to have incredibly just over-the-top cocktails that have barely any alcohol in them. Like, Is it, that what sells, though? 
I'm wondering actually. No, what sell but what he designs is not drinks. It's not experience, it's concept. Yeah. Right? So you build concept, you fill it with environmental things, and what you end up selling then are Thank you for pouring that right into the microphone. That was such hey, a I good sound. I did that sound. before. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. It's all you, babe. <laughs> it just sounded really good in his. What that ends up meaning is that the actual last, most least important part of his is bar the is content. the drink. Yeah. Although they are still trying. Well, they're trying. Brand is important. They have like the the liquor brand up on a, like a pyramid shelf. Brand is important like, yeah. for the television show because this show is owned, directed, and produced by Diageo. And in every uh, episode, every single episode, everyone who, out the scientific fact that uh, cocktails have a significantly higher gross margin than beer. You know, yeah, ethically, this is not completely sitting well with me. I don't know how I can continue to watch the show. Why? Because he yells? Yeah, because of my PTSD. <laughs> you yell more than anyone I know, Alex. Hey, if you joke true. about PTSD, John Taffer loves veterans, and there are numerous episodes. Listen, I guess where he, we'd get along. He very changes long. a veteran's life. I love veterans. There have to be some people that love veterans. Like yeah. that's a thing. So like, uh, John Taffer being an outspoken Trump supporter come up at any point in this podcast? Well, I guess it just did. Um, Is he? Yes, yeah. he's gone on Fox News. At least twice. That makes sense. He looks like he's dressed by Fox News. No. <laughs> that haircut. What would you call his haircut? I'd call it a... Marco Rubio. Koopa abortion. I'd call it the Bosley Medical Center. <laughs> yes. Yes. 110%. Yes. And now, cross cut to John and a sit down with Brad and Steve talking about the numbers. Alex Allwine. Finger on the pulse. Alex Allwine with the newest... Information about Steve and Brad and John. Mm-hmm. You heard it here. First. I'm going to send it to you, Alex. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I'm tired of the filler. Give me the <laughs> fucking numbers. So, he's <laughs> talking about beverage cost divided by beverage sale. And 21%. Man, oh man. And then I said, a bunch of numbers. I'm not trying to do this math. And I the stopped dudes recording. Who work here straight up don't even know how to calculate cost margins for... Uh, inventory for beverage sales for food sales or for payroll that is how incompetent they all are they cheated their way through bar science class in high school is the problem that was an important they call that one uh rocks glasses for jocks rocks for jocks get your rocks off for your jocks now um I i couldn't close that that deal it's fine i couldn't close that deal they are talking about uh the new signature cocktail the resurrection and it is blue folks and that's all i have to say about it it is blue the the, the blueness of it is the proprietary element and the like, lights they're like, like a yeah. skull you've seen a green drink you've seen a red drink but what drink have you not seen and they're like blue <laughs> you're right you haven't seen a blue drink or yet yellow. Have you? i don't know why you we imagine, decided to leave i them. imagine taffer talking to the production assistants just being like so we got a green drink we got a red drink what do we do? Uh, uh, John, is it blue? We're gonna go with a blue drink! I'll be in my hairdressers if anyone needs me. They're gonna paint on my, my fucking receding hairline. 
And now we're remodeling the bar. So we went from two days to zero days. Yeah. And now the bar's been remodeled. We don't get to see that. It's not fucking trading spaces, okay? So sorry. No, it's about science. I'm so sorry. It's science. Um, oh, Toby got scared when I yelled. Um, anyway, so it's a new bar, and everybody's out on the street. You have lots of crowds of people. And then you have, I guess, the, um, the staff with their backs turned. They turn around and look, it's your new bar. Well, so explain the concept a little bit, right? So it's... Uh, oh, well, we have the name of the bar. Uh, we had to decide what the name of the bar would have been. Oh, right, that's right. right. So while everybody's back, while everyone's back was turned um, to the bar before the big reveal, we decided to sort of write down what our... Um, names would be like if we had to make up the name what for the, the new be? bar i had seen the episode before but i embarrassingly did not remember the name of the bar my guess was the flying f- dutchman <laughs> yeah. flying dutchman was good i said up your butt and around the corner colon also pun intended uh new orleans edition we got jokes here folks yeah we do i said the the graveyard because of uh resurrection Yes, because that because we, we did all, know that that was a signature drink. We're all basing it off of like their their signature drink being called the Resurrection. That is not what I'm basing it off of. Oh uh, well, but the actual know. name was Spirits on Bourbon, and it has to do with Edward 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 Edward, Edward Dubois, who was a barber and a philanthropist, and also a famous womanizer who was murdered by his mistress, and I hope that they kick. I want to be clear that that is the exact description John Taffer gives. Yeah. He was a barber and a philanthropist and a womanizer. He just says that mm-hmm. in, in succession. I do believe that one correction I would make is he said he was murdered by his mistresses. Yes. I tried to say that, but I'm drunk. Yes. Uh. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that translated. Mistresses. Because so it's a bunch of women kicking him. I imagine that scene in Handmaid's Tale where the rapist is in the center of the circle of all the handmaids and they just attack him. I imagine that they did sort of like a Sweeney Todd thing where they like. You're just doing it because of the barber element. You they they tied no, him to very, the barber it's chair. Obviously that. And they were both like. Wait, what's your rush? What's and then they Anything all to were singing that together. Sing. Do you guys know that these are a couple of theater nerds? Wow. Hey, Mike Watson? Dude, he's such a did theater. Did he do a lot of theater? Yeah. No, are you jo- are, did he really? Yeah. I played uh, an extra in a senior one act where I played an alien uh, where like I just like put tinfoil <laughs> on my head with like a... a, a like, so you didn't do a lot up. of theater. You were just an extra in one show. Uh, let's see. <laughs> like who wasn't though? You know? Brad loves the barber chair slash uh, shot chair. Um, charge a dollar a shot. People line up to just walk in here, sit down, get a shot in their fucking face, and then leave. Um, they have put in some additional POSs. That was great. They gave the bartenders, well, the it male bartenders, they gave the male bartenders shirt and the women bustiers. Bustiers! Be- beautiful bustiers. Beautiful bustiers for the women. It's a common thing. It's a common taffer. It is a common... No. It is common taffer. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, you would love this, like, baseball-themed bar episode where no. it's just like... 
literally just like bikinis that look like a baseball with like a hat. It's really, it's, it's dope. The thing that's scary is how that can be contractually obli- like obligated that they mm-hmm. have to wear those if they have boobs. Yeah. But listen, the one girl was like, and I like the new uniforms make the tips like way better. That's fine. That's called Stockholm syndrome. That's called yeah, like I having know, to right? prostitute yourself <laughs> right. at a job that you could just as easily do with a t-shirt. Okay, lefties, all of our listeners listen to NPR. Let's get back to some interesting stuff. So uh, the kitchen is overwhelmed for a second, and then they're not because Jeff decides to step it up, and he has a quote about leadership, and then that's solved. Jeff's great at doing nothing and still being praised by John Taffer. He's like, come on, guys. I feel like there's a lot of mediocre people working in mediocre mediocre ways, and John's like, because he has to be. Yes, yes. Yeah, is that correct? Would the, you say that's a correct assumption? Yeah. Well, one of the things that, uh, and, and maybe I'm, I'm jumping the gun a little bit here. You in, are. In terms of like, mm-hmm. so like, you know, at the end of the episode, they mentioned the yeah. improvements. And over the course of the episode, they make it seem so like incredibly, like they completely did a 360 degree turnaround. But on almost every episode, they're like, their sales have gone up by 30%. It's yeah, just they, like, well, I mean, they're in debt with, like $8 million. Their yeah. sales have gone up. I mean, just by virtue of like the marketing that Bar Rescue will give them, like their revenue goes up, right? Like usually you have like yeah, a it has nothing or to do with what is actually done. Yeah. Uh, it's similar to on Guy's American Kitchen. They actually have to like sign a waiver that says like they're not liable for their restaurants becoming too busy. Because what? it like is a is a huge problem with people that go on guy on um on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Like oh. their restaurants get too much business as a result of being on the show. They and like then cannot what do you do when it. it becomes too busy? Like I don't understand. They can't How fulfill you- the service and they start getting bad service reviews. Gotcha. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so how do you think about the end, guys? Yeah. What do you think about how it ended? Because this is a common John Taffer thing where he says like. I'm proud of you. I, your wife and kids are going to love you again. So this episode is a bit unorthodox in its ending in that usually you have the reveal of the new bar. The staff get to look at it and be like, oh my God, this bar is so cool. You have new chairs in it. And then after that, they bring in a bunch of people and everything is going swell and John Taffer has a sign off. Uh, but this one, those two things happened simultaneously. Yeah. Where... The bar reveal and the big crowd came in at the same time uh, to... By virtue of it being on Bourbon Street. Like, they were literally, like, waiting at the gates. But let's go over some of the innovations that, um, you know, sort of the the bar, Albert Einstein himself, comes up with. Um, So we already talked about uh, green drink, red drink. No, that's old hat. A blue drink. Mm Mm-hmm. Put it in a skull cup. A skull cup with that a is flashy that is, straw. Yeah, with a with a, a like uh, like lighting in the middle of it, yeah. and a shot chair, which is a barber chair where people tilt their head back and get shots poured into their mouth or other things. Which was they said generating three thousand dollars a week. And I will say, <laughs> which is insane for the demographic just walking down Bourbon Street. That's possibly a genuinely good draw. I think. I think it is. I think yeah. that's maybe one of the best innovations of Bar Rescue I've ever seen, honestly. For that particular environment, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. A, you sit in this barber chair, you spend too much for a single shot. That was generating them $3,000 a week. Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, so 
this particular episode does profile one of the big success stories from Bar Rescue. Um, I haven't mentioned at this point, but after the success of big Bar reveal. Rescue, they created a new offshoot of the show called Bar Rescue Back to the Bar. And it's I where hate John that I hate those it episodes sucks. It sucks. so it, much. It, it totally sucks. It's completely boring compared to the actual show. But like John Taffer comes out into like a crowd of adoring fans and was like, remember, I rescued this bar from the throes of debt and depravity. We're going to go back and see if they're still doing good. And they go back to the bar. And they're not. And basically <laughs> they're like, never doing in, good or no, they are doing this. Okay, this bar good. is doing great. That the point of that show is if they did what John Taffer told them to do, they are just bathing in money. Right. If they did not take any of his suggestions, they are completely flailing and back to square. Classic. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, that guy who does the Spike voice is there live for those episodes. That's my that's favorite my part. favorite thing, he's too. Like, yeah. He's like. Welcome back to Back to the Bar. And it's just like some dude with just, just like insanely deep voice. He's like Love. a blonde, beardy, blonde, dreadlocked man, if I don't, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so, but, so I just wanted to say, I just wanted to ask mm-hmm. before we go on to our next segment, mm-hmm. would you listen to a full season of Bar no. Rescue? No. Every no, episode good. is exactly the same. Great, good. We're all on the same page. Thank you. I don't think that we weren't on the same. I didn't even. I I honestly did not think that like that was even a proposition. We were just going to talk about the show. In well, I mean, that's kind of the thing. initial uh, intent is to have people bring the reality shows to us so that we can see what's good and like try to find something. We're for the shopping next season. a season two yeah. right now, basically. Yeah. I mean, um, and, I have and, and two in mind, but Bar like, Rescue yeah. is not going to be Bar Rescue is a terrible choice. Every single episode is exactly the same. <laughs> listener letters. Wait, how do we get into listener letters? So last week we said write in if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. And then you exposed the fact that we had not had any people write in. (laughs) And then this week, we're like, oh, by the time we read the one next week, we'll have so many people and so many submissions. And it is partially true. Yes, the last episode we got, sadly, it was still very low. But the (laughs) highest listens we've ever had before. And someone sent us an email, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. So here it is. This is from Anonymous. I think they do say their name at the end. Yeah, at the end. Hey, Team B2R, thanks for coming back. I was fearful towards the end of season one that you were going, you were growing tired of the format. We were. <laughs> we were. <laughs> but perhaps it was just that season of Survivor. Nope. It's just tiring. It's just exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. What are your thoughts on watching The Apprentice? Signed, no. Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Another uh, time I have to bleep out, out my mom's um, name on this fucking. Episode. So Jordan and I actually talked about this really quick um, before we continue with the letter, and like I don't know how much more I could handle having Donald Trump in my life if I had to we watch decided, this stuff. We decided if we were going to do it every time that the word. Donald Trump was said it we would, would be bleep it bleeped out. out. A broad city. I'm at a point where on an almost weekly basis, I tell everyone that I'm quitting 
all social media and trying to actively not hear about what's going on in the world as a way to just like preserve my mental health. Uh, and I never quite get there. Uh, I, but, I, but I want, I want to get there. I want to just like literally not know what's happening. I think there's more like of a dogmatic sort of marketing edged feel towards like, I'm going to shit on Donald Trump versus actually talking about policy that yeah. I tried to avoid versus actually talking about the things that are, that are going to have an impact on people's lives versus just people being like, Eminem said, fuck Donald Trump. Great for him. Like that sort of stuff. I don't want to talk about. I would love to explore really in depth, uh, the growing online, uh, theory that Donald Trump is asexual, uh, which the more I think about it, the more I've become invested in this as a potential reality. I think Stay tuned, folks. I think you're confusing asexuality with impotence. Yeah. No, he what he is is a vol cell. A voluntary cell. All right. We're not gonna dive into vol cell and incel. Continuing and... with the email. I love the fear factor theme song. <laughs> Thank you. Can you sell these tracks to make money? How? How? <laughs> oh, How? absolutely How? not. <laughs> Uh, loyal listener. I mean, they're very good. Don't get me wrong, Jordan. They're they are cool, but like good, no but one's like, gonna buy these for things. what? For also, what? Also, also, any... just just definitely not. These are definitely copyrighted <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. materials. Like no, the fact that we got away with theme songs, they fall under fair use act. But still, like we haven't had any really? like lawyers coming to us because it counts as parody law. It counts as parody. It's the we parody did look clause. It up, yeah. Shark Tank. Try to come at me, Cuban. I just stole your IP. Oh my God. What are your thoughts on listening to a podcast and discussing it? First season of Startup is like a reality podcast. Hmm. Much love and conquest. Jahara Conquest. What does that mean? I feel like this is a fake name. Jahara it's Yahara. Yahara Prancelot. Prancelot. That sounds very familiar. That sounds very fake. Hmm. It sounds very fake. Uh, also, much love and conf- you conquest to you. Skinner. Oh my god. I'm gonna have about so many of my parents. Um. Great questions, Yahara Prancelot. Thank you for writing in. Um. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> as far as uh, doing another podcast and discussing it, I don't oh. think that's something we would ever do. Because, like, who has time? Sam Harris, Two Dub Queens, Bad Feminist, um, Not even to mention. Sword and Scale. Welcome like, there's so the many things. Welcome to the Waking Up Podcast. This is Sam Harris. Oh, my God. This Sam the Harris. the boring thing in the entire fucking world. When he talks to that one, like, very, like, I imagine, like, supremely square and white fellow who talks about, like, security and, like, weaponry and violence in America, those are great. But otherwise, like, huge. Sam Harris will occasionally have on interesting guests. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I do listen to his podcast just because I like, I don't know. Listening to those kind of people just like talk as though that they know fucking everything in the world. Why uh, do you enjoy that? 
You know, because it, it's just, it's sort of like this. It, well, I, I, I'm an entertainment masochist. Is uh, an okay. Thing. All right. Like and I, we move on. Well, I guess, I guess, well, I mean, my, my personal fixation with right wing YouTube yeah. uh, is probably not why? pertinent at all in this discussion. It's completely but, pertinent. I don't know why it wouldn't be. But my goodness, I could do an entire podcast about, about like right wing YouTube. Listen, man, what a shoulda, coulda. Yeah, I mean, we could have watched uh, my gay obsession, which is a white supremacist like TLC channel. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win. I didn't come on the show to make friends. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Jordan Skinner. That's Alex Allwine. <sighs> I didn't get to talk about the bar called the O Face. I really wanted to talk about the and that's Michael Watson Uh, if you like what you heard today please follow us on Twitter at this is B2R you can also follow us on Instagram at this is B2R all social media is at this is B2R I didn't get to talk about the saga with the pirate bar where the pirate bar god damn it Watson hush returns to to become a pirate bar again then gets revamped again turning off your microphone only to return to pirate (laughs) bar status um, if you want to email us, if you want to tell us what you thought, uh, I'm the loneliest to, man on earth because I'm the only sane man. His on microphone's earth. off now, so uh, <laughs> if you want to send us an email, it is uh, this is b2r at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and also, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash this is b2r. If you liked what you heard, go on iTunes, rate us, review us. It's a huge difference. Subscribe. There is uh, one comment at this point in time and a couple five-star reviews. So we're doing pretty good, but I I think I know everyone's name. Mike, no one can hear you. Your mic's off. Your mic is off. Yeah. Rate and subscribe and check us out on social media. Thank you again for listening tonight. And last words from Mike Watson. If you got it, you got to flaunt it, baby. And that's that. (laughs) Thanks again. All right. (sighs) 